Hey, yo. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. It's Patrick down. Just straight punk bitch. I mean, you're just gonna replace me. Shut up! Random Morales, the biggest slut in the Western Hemisphere. Why do I have to have a buzzer? You are now and will forever be an asshole. Because it's my show. And I love you, Greg. You guys know how to party. You're welcome. Leave it to the return of the podcasting czar himself, PC Tony, for me to actually play the show opening of this week's edition of the Greg DeMarco Show. If you've been listening, you know Patrick and I just start talking, and next thing you know, we don't even use the show opening. PC can stand for podcasting czar. Look at that. I, I suppose it could. I, a lot of people like to think it means a lot of different things. Ray Cash is really good at that. Um, Percival Charles Tunney, yes. I, I got to tell you, like as a fan of the Greg DeMarco Show and someone that helps me get through my day, um, I, I like the open, like, even if it's 15 minutes in, go ahead and play that bitch. It's all good, man. <laughs> I should, but sometimes we just get so far in. I'm like, I know, oh. I know. I mean, know. it's, it's been a while. I think I made the open back in that one. I put together in 2021. So yeah, that that's funny. We're still going on December 21 right here. DWI open DEC two one. That's, that's the file yep. right there. 10, 26, 21 is mine. <laughs> And that's a Dan thing. So I, I'm like, whatever. Yeah, we can keep using it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, I mean, your guys' opens are fantastic as well. So it's yeah. what's, it's what's yeah. good. So there you, that there you go, Dan. Good voice job, you Dan. hear again is the one and only PC Tony filling in for Patrick O'Dowd this week. Find him on your social medias at PC Tony, including, oh, I don't even know. Many. I don't even know what we're yeah. doing now, but he's on threads. He's yeah, on threads. Facebook, Instagram threads twitter x formerly known as twitter you still can find me on twitter. all those places i'm still calling it twitter i think everyone's gonna call it yeah. twitter for a long time I, it was you know, weird watching raw because i watched raw today and i haven't gotten through all of it and they, they always promote the hashtag like number one trending or whatever and it had the little x in the corner i'm like that's just weird so if you if you're on a computer if you're on a pc or whatever it, it's x it's transitioned over if you're on your phone mobily it's still twitter it hasn't tra- the mobile. Yeah, hasn't I haven't. Yet. I haven't done it from the PC yet to see the transition over to X, but uh, obviously it will. It have to be an update, and then who knows what else will come in the update. And then, like I said, we got Threads, and I'm on all these things at Greg Demarco four four. So definitely go ahead and check it out. But like Threads is weird. Like everybody jumped on right away, and then it's kind of taking a nosedive in terms of usage because it doesn't have any features. Because they rushed it out to, to production because everybody was complaining about Twitter X. So, Twitter, whatever we want to call Twitter. Twixter. I, I'll, I don't know. I'll be honest. I saw an Elon Musk parody account which said Elon Musk would pay someone $69,420,420.69 for at X. And it made me think, man, all this talk about threads. I better go grab PC Tony just in case. Like, yeah. doubtful. And like, I mean, Come on, that's a really off the wall kind of name, whatever. But like, just in case, so I'm like, oh, threads download, open it up, sign in with Instagram. There's no, <laughs> there's no, there's no, there's no create a new account. There's no, um, right, anything else. So like, okay, I guess I'm on Instagram <laughs> now too. So there you go, folks. Well, let me be honest with you. There's some good stuff on Instagram. So <sighs> that's all I will say. I already waste enough of my day with social. Media. I know. Me too. I've, I've yeah. Try to cut back on it, try to cut back on it. But you can also follow the website, the radio network, everything at Chairshot Media. This show is part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which, of course, 
the podcasting czar is also the network czar in PC Tunney. You can find that at thechairshot.com. You can also find it on all of your favorite podcast streaming platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Twitter, iHeart, not Twitter, iTunes, Spotify. What, what am I missing? I, I can't even say the whole thing anymore iHeart, Google Play, and so many more. Not Stitcher. Stitcher's going away. It's It's been in all the commercials. So if you listen on Stitcher, stop and find something else. So, yeah. But, of course, you know, if you want to listen on the website, go ahead and listen on thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. So with all of the talk this week around WrestleMania it's weird. We're talking more about WrestleMania 41 than we are about 40 right now. And that's because of all of the location talk. And um, it, it's just a big topic right now and a big topic of conversation. And, of course, as we head into SummerSlam, there, there's some location talk about that now. And it's all centered around WWE. Much like PC Tunney, I'm, I'm typically talking about WWE. Um, although I do get into to AEW at times when I feel as though it's warranted. Um, so here's the thing. We, we, we know already that WrestleMania 40 is headed to Philly, right? That's already set and done. Tickets go on sale. At the time you're listening to this, less than four weeks. So that's obviously a done deal. Two nights in Philadelphia. Now the WrestleMania is a two-night thing. Unless the business takes a nosedive, I don't see it ever changing away from two nights. But 41 has been a lot of talk about 41. And for the longest time, we heard Minnesota. We heard Minneapolis. Um, do you know the name of the Viking Stadium? I don't know the name of the Viking Stadium off the top of my head. But uh, it's in a TCF Bank Stadium or something. Maybe. I could see that. Um, that would make sense. But nice stadium from what I can tell. Weather is probably going to be good that time of year, so. And and that was a, an assumption for a long time. Then all of a sudden, US Bank Stadium. US Sorry, Bank US. Stadium. Sorry. TCF. Maybe they bought TCF. I don't know. The banks are just <laughs> buying banks all the time. And, and and everything was kind of headed in that direction. And then Jonathan Felix Anthony Cena Jr. showed up in London at Money in the Bank and started talking about WrestleMania in London. Got everybody thinking, well, we don't know where WrestleMania 41 is going to be. And, of course, you know how the Internet is. Oh, that's it. It's going to be in London. And now we're back to possibly Minneapolis, Minnesota. What are your thoughts, first of all, on... Not even WrestleMania 41. London as a pay-per-view host for this next level of pay-per-view. They just held money in the bank, which is, if you look at a big five, it's part of it, but I don't know. Um, They tried to hold it in a stadium once, didn't work out. They had to move to an arena because they picked a really bad week to do it. Um, Who knows? I mean, years ago, it was unheard of that it would even be its own pay-per-view. I suggested that once on a message board, and people thought I was crazy. Who's crazy now? But... It's, it's well, still, what do you think you still about? Are. I am. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Just for different reasons. Because the fact that I'm forty year old man talking about wrestling on the internet um, that says everything you need to know. What are your thoughts about WrestleMania in London in general? Putting that big an event of an event for the first time outside of North America. Why not? Yeah, I, I, it would definitely. They definitely sell eighty plus thousand tickets uh, for two nights at Wembley, possibly more. You'd think people were itching to go see AEW. They're just itching to go see something at Wembley. Um, the, oh yeah, the, I think the think the the uh, TV and pay per views. If you sit at home and watch these arenas and these fans from London, they are better than anybody else to watch. My in my opinion, I enjoy consuming the WWE more on television when it's not inside of the United States. Go to Canada. Go to Mexico. Go to Europe wherever it's always a better crowd and offense meant to the American crowd. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it. You, we kind of speculated it wasn't even going to be close to right away to 41. Like this could be a 45 kind of thing. There's a lot of things that have to happen over there for them to be able to accommodate two nights right. and the WWE, um, you know, invasion of fans as opposed to just one night in AEW fans where most likely it's just people locally you bring in a mania, it's half the people in attendance visiting are from different countries. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And what it means for the 
I, you're talking about all, just all the fans that are going to come over from America. You've got exchange rates. You've got all sorts of stuff going on there. So I get that. Um, and you said it, like fans that come over, the economic impact of a WrestleMania, like it's all there and it's all huge. Remember when, and this was during COVID, but when they literally, when they had to make a change and, and switch, you know, push Dallas up and, and move the LA WrestleMania around, and they literally announced like three WrestleManias in a row. At the same time, they made one big announcement. I could see them announcing, like, say 42 was in London. Cause I think that does give people enough time to prepare because you got to give people time to prepare. I could see them doing that joint announcement again. 41's in Minneapolis, 42's in London and like doing it at the same time. I could totally see them doing a double announcement at some oh, point. If 42 is in London, who knows? Wasn't Nashville also up for consideration here this next year? Like, I think I might have went to that one, too. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm thrilled. If, if this does come to fruition, uh, DP and I are going to be able to drive six hours and go to WrestleMania. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, we're in Milwaukee. Chicago would be the next closest place, but where would they hold it there, to be honest with you? Yeah, they, they don't want to build Nowadays. a dome stadium. So, yeah, they, uh, yeah. not going to work. I think it would be great. I, I've been to Minneapolis for a conference before. I thought it was a great city. Um, Here's my question to you. Yes. They got lucky in New York, right? What do you mean? We're talking, we're talking weather. Oh, yeah. They're going to Phil- They're going to Philadelphia this year. You go to Minneapolis the next year. We're talking the first weekend in April. New York, you got lucky. Mm-hmm. Philly and Minneapolis, you have just as good a chance of snowing, even better once you get to Minneapolis, right? But isn't it indoor Minneapolis? Minneapolis right? is a dome. Philly is not. Yeah, so we're good, right? So that's the big question for this year, Philly. They keep taking these chances. You talked about outdoor stadium arenas before we started the show. Yeah, that's yeah. it's definitely – I'm looking it up now. It is a domed arena there. But, yeah, Philly okay. is is – now they cover the ring – and all of that, right. so it really just sucked for the fans. Um, you remember the Tampa WrestleMania 37 when they came back? That ran because the lightning, they had to delay it 30 yeah. minutes. Um, well, we got some of the greatest WrestleMania moments ever for the, you know, unscripted backstage uh-huh. promos, finally. Drew McIntyre was amazing. And and that was, you know, the last we would see of Samoa Joe, and we didn't even know. And he's sitting there in a poncho. It's just like so amazing to see. And what's funny is, is on the network, or Peacock, depending on where you live, they, they like pieced together the opening of WrestleMania and the rest of the show, and then took the thirty minute delay and made it like its own show on there. And, and occasionally, I will pull that up and watch it because for, for what you just said, it's just such you know they had to improvise and they had to do all that now um, or back that then, and it was great. Um, I would love to see a London WrestleMania, like you said. Why not? The whole issue with it having to be in the afternoon here in the states, I don't think that's a problem. I, I don't see. Are you kidding me? We'd love Saturday pay-per-views. Like <laughs> we want to be fine. able to consume this without having to like go to bed right afterwards. So we can get a you yeah. know get up work on Sunday. Now you've talked about this before, but but just for the sake of everybody else, kind of where oh. you stand. You, you've been you've you've decided you're okay with a two night WrestleMania, right? Like you're kind of there. I, I I guess. <laughs> I mean, we've already had three, four of them, so. Uh, yeah, there's not really anything I can do about it. I mean, I appreciated the fact that literally, if you don't count the Miz impromptu matches, this year's WrestleMania had seven matches and six matches between the two nights. I, I would fine. much prefer that over 12, 13, 14 matches. I really would. Well, I mean, right. I Do you want me do you, do you want to ask the question or do you want me to just get right into my Just get right into it. <laughs> I don't There go, is no question. Don't take SummerSlam to two nights. This is what we were talking about. And it's kind of inevitable, right? Like the test will be, where do they have it next year? And and I, I don't know. I just think that's asking a lot. That wasn't um, even my question, but I like it. I mean, we were going to get there. We were going to get there. Yeah. Um, I, I, I am tired of including everyone on the big shows. Right. Maybe that's where we're going. And I think it's more special when you just have the top people because then you're still striving for that spot. It's so easily attainable to be on these shows. It's almost taken for granted. Whereas back in the day, you had so much good talent that not everybody could be on these shows. Or, you know, it wasn't a part of what they were doing. And maybe that's just me missing what I liked previously. But I still love what's going on. It's just you know, these little things here and there we talk about and we speculate on and, and we just kind of vent our frustrations, but we continue to love the product as well. So, I mean, but you know, it's funny I, you say that because last year's WrestleMania 38, Finn Balor wasn't on the card. And he held a title. Damian Priest wasn't on the card. Like they fought it out in the Andre battle Royal, the Andre, the Royal giant Memorial battle rumble. 
trademark PC Tunney. And yeah. <laughs> and then this year, of course, we had no Bobby Lashley, no Drew McIntyre, no uh, L.A. Knight on the card. Um, you know, I think it was last year there was no Charlotte or the year before last, whatever, no Charlotte Flair on the card. Nope. And she made her return the night after. So they're having people off the card. And and so but it that's does. Not, you're you're mentioning people that are established though that have right. missed. I, I'm talking about every yeah. mid card on the roster being on WrestleMania. Yeah, you, like, know? you leave off Mustafa <laughs> Ali. I'm okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mustafa Ali does not have to be on the card. Um, no offense to to Mustafa Ali, who's a fantastic performer. And and I'm actually excited to see him finally get his run in NXT because he never got it. He went straight from the Cruiserweight Classic to 205 Live to the main roster. I want to see Cedric, Cedric Alexander get an NXT run. Completely off topic, but that's where, where we are. Um, so the two-night WrestleMania, and it, it's here it's here to stay. It's business, like you said before. It, it's just, you know, if the business were to take this tremendous downturn and we didn't have split rosters, we didn't have all of that, then I could see that that changing. But when you look at SummerSlam, here's the crazy thing about SummerSlam. There's seven announced matches, and I'm hoping they stay there because it's pretty much been the limit for, for Triple H. I don't think Austin Theory's title match is going to be on the card because he's going to wrestle either Rey Mysterio or Santos Escobar. Probably going to be on SmackDown the night before. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn not defending their tag titles at SummerSlam. I don't see Rhea Ripley defending the Women's Championship at this point at SummerSlam. Um... So it just really puts us at, at those seven matches, and at least four of them are not even title matches. It's just oh, maybe three. I don't know. But still, like like some of the best matches, like Ricochet, Logan Paul, Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus, you know, Cody Rose, Brock Lesnar, no titles involved, no titles needed. It's, it's just showing the storytelling that they're doing and where we're at. And I'm okay. I'm okay if we don't have Austin Theory defending the United States Championship. I'm okay without Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defending the tag titles because – they, they're still kind of in that building process of the tag team division on each show. You know, I don't want them to shoehorn the Viking Raiders in as challengers in a week and a half. I just don't need that. So I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool without it. So it, it's, I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't need, you know, I don't need them the hot shot Chad Gable and Otis back up to, to that rank when you know they're not going to win. So I'm completely fine with that. And, and have no no issues whatsoever. I don't need Solo Sokoa to get a singles match because I know I'm going to see him when when we have the tribal combat. So it, it's all going to be it's all going to be fine. Uh, so I, I'm cool with the way it is. But I just it, SummerSlam is just following that WrestleMania pattern, right? Now it's in stadiums. It's been in stadiums for the past what three years. Next thing you know, it just seems like the logical progression, and if the business can support it. I don't know the ticket sales for for this SummerSlam and where they're at. Um, I would imagine it's pretty strong. So I need to look up because I see something. What's the next pay per view? Payback. I think Payback and then Fastlane. Yeah, Payback. It says like eighteen some thousand seats available, and it's almost sold out with not a match announced yet. Right, and then Fastlane. I'm sure we'll do the same in Indy as well. So easily. I just want to add one last thing about the whole you know, make it being on pay-per-views. I think mm-hmm. the negative thing is getting everybody on those big pay-per-views and, and, and not from a negative side of them getting paid because they deserve it, but from a storyline side, carrying forward of going, you know, we got to earn that spot and, and making the roster kind of work towards that. But on a positive side, what you just left with left us with here is these main event people not being on all these cards is kind of a callback to old school booking when we didn't have this so much access to these people all the time. Right. You know, you got five hours plus you got YouTube plus you got all this other stuff. You got socials. We don't need to see them in the ring all the time. Yeah. They're benefiting from being having more exposure. They've gotten smarter to going back and making these people spread their shit out. Right. Let's make it more believable. This is fighting, folks. Think about real life fighting mm-hmm. entities. They don't defend their title all the time. The ones that can, we have wrestling for, and that's fine, but we have to mix all this in. It's for everybody. That's why I love WWE the best. So I'm happy with the different ways that they're manipulating the, the way they use people over time. Agreed. All right. It's like, I mean, when I was a kid, you never saw Dusty Rhodes wrestle on television, ever. It just didn't happen. 
and and it, you rarely saw Ric Flair wrestle on television. Like it's it's just they were and and they weren't even have you know, they barely had pay per views back then. It was all about selling tickets in the arenas. So yeah, yeah. it all. I mean, I, it all think about watching superstars in the late eighties and early nineties, right? And mm-hmm. you know, it was just. You got three mid-carters that had squash matches against nobody, and then maybe you'd have the Ultimate Warrior run down to the ring, or maybe Macho Man would show up or something, you know, but they wouldn't wrestle, you know. So, you know, the, the less, less is better sometimes. Less is more. Even Fastlane, which is not till October, has sold 8,700 of the 9,900 tickets that are available, yeah, and I'm sure they'll open up more. Because they have been opening up more, so yeah, it's it's just business is is good, man. Business is amazing. So good for them, good for them, and and it's all it's all good, and it's all. I mean, and SmackDown, Raw, they just keep selling out like over and over and over again. So I can't wait to see what the WrestleMania forty tickets do. It's it's going to be absurd, and I don't even know what the uh, ticket prices are going to look like, and they're going to be astronomical. And that's the one thing about going to 41 in Minneapolis. You know that shit ain't going to be cheap. So Well, that's why I'm thinking one one night will be enough for POPC. There Dunny. was years ago. And this was like well before COVID. I think even before, you know, we knew all of you guys. We talked about going to wherever WrestleMania was and not even going to WrestleMania, like going to the other stuff. Because um, I think back then the independent part of it wasn't as watered down as it is now. Um, there are past few WrestleManias. There have been indie shows that have gotten canceled because no one was buying tickets. Because there's just yes, there's fifty thousand, hundred and twenty five thousand people there. Most of them aren't going to the indie shows. No, they're not. They're, I mean, a lot of people get you know as much as people go to see this and do this, they they don't they're they're at their limit for what they're going to watch wrestling wise. That you don't really want to spoil. There can be too much wrestling. Granted, there is that percentage of wrestling fans that could sit and watch a wrestling match 24 hours a day. I have to tell you right now, I am not one of them. Um, <laughs> not even close. So, yeah, I agree. There's so much other stuff to do. Um, it's just, I, I don't know. I, what do you who who's the perfect opponent at 40 to make everybody show up at and 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 watch? And you say Seth Rollins, right? So I do believe, and and it's a it's but but the problem is people hear me say Seth Rollins and they freak out because I'm not saying Cody. But to me, you can't just look. They, they don't just plan like they're literally planning one and two years Cody's, ahead now. People, people, people. Cody's done with Roman. That's not happening. I think it happens if I do think Cody faces him at 41, and I do think Cody beats him at 41. Oh. I really do. Did you um, hear the booking by Tony? No. I don't commute anymore. I can't listen to all these podcasts anymore. Well, Gunther, Gunther's got a run going that needs to be ended. What if Gunther? So and I thought, but hold on. But I thought maybe Dominic Mysterio could end that, and then you know a year later he right. wins the money in the bank and he ends Roman's run too. Everyone always talks about Bruno San Martino that number, and and Roman's never going to beat Bruno's number. What if Gunther beats Bruno's number with, oh, with the Intercontinental the Championship? Title? Yeah. He holds, he holds the IC title just like forever. He never wins any other title. 8,000 days. They treat the IC title like a third world championship anyway. Uh, um, I think I think they, I think they Gunther has done that. That's it. Others have too. I'm when Big E had it, he I'm, did. It depends on who has it. I'm so it. interested to see what happens to these titles after they're off these two guys, to be honest with you. Because it could be just horrendous. Well, you know, I still have my problem with, you know... The universe, the undisputed championship, you know, says like doesn't even say like universal on the title, and then Oscar's title says undisputed on it, but they've never called her that. Like it's just, it's so like they made these titles and they didn't know what to call. Why is Paul Heyman still carrying around the other two titles? Like, I, that I yeah, I mean it's a pomp and circumstance thing, I guess. I, I do. I'm waiting for the day. Like maybe they're waiting for SummerSlam. At some point, he's just going to stop carrying those titles around, and it's just going to be the one. Um, and and of course, calling it the one makes perfect sense with with Roman Reigns being that champion. But I think WrestleMania 41 makes the most sense to me. Rollins has never lost. Like Roman can't beat Seth Rollins. That's the storyline. So I do think having that match at WrestleMania 40 makes the most sense. I think Cody wins the World Heavyweight Championship first, and then you could have him defend against somebody at WrestleMania 40. Maybe that's Gunther. I don't know. 
And and because because the Intercontinental Champion for years, and this comes up for me reading wrestling magazines as a kid, was always deemed the number one contender, but rarely ever got that shot. So what if Gunther basically says, I've got this title, I'm holding it for so long, I want to challenge you, like Rollins wins the Rumble. Because they always do the stupid, one guy wins a Rumble, one guy wins Elimination Chamber, like, tell me a story. And, and they usually tell the story after those, but don't make Gunther win the Chamber, just let him go out there and challenge Cody, and and, and Cody should want to wrestle him, Cody's the big baby face. I, and now that you're on Instagram, I got to send you this really funny video Oh, about geez, Cody no, having to finish the story. Hold on, um, hold on, folks. For the first time ever, let me check my Instagram. Well, I'm not going to send it to you right now. But, <laughs> oh, okay. well, maybe I will. But it's 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 <laughs> hilarious about Cody finishing the story. It's it's this really funny gift that somebody sent me. i got to find it in messages that I've sent to other people. Um, Can I tell you how amazing the timing would be if, Ho- if, if Roman passes Hogan? And the intrigue that would surround these three days? Yes. Okay, so... September of 2024. September 7th is a Saturday. What a great day to hold that pay-per-view when you're 1,483 days as champ. Sunday would be the tie. Nothing's happening. And then you got Monday Night Raw for the celebration at 1,485 days where he gets cashed in on on a Monday Night Raw after celebrating passing Hogan. That would be kind of crazy. That's pretty convenient. It's right there. Yeah, no, that's great. That, that's great. Does he get cashed in on and lose though, or does he get cashed in on and win? I don't know. I, and do you no. do you have do you end this historic crazy ass reign on a cash in? Tune in. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? You know, it's and it'd be funny. Like even if because I'm I'm under the assumption that the bloodline will get back together. I've been working with that assumption. Well, I mean, it's the only way you continue with this storyline because Roman's not going to lose. And what happens to Jay? Because Jimmy's going to be gone, apparently, for other things. Apparently, I think maybe he's finally sitting uh, for what he did, maybe. Um, But I don't know. I don't know. Triple H has had no problem writing somebody out just because the story dictates it. So Maybe maybe he'll be right back. But what other options does Jay have when he doesn't win on Saturday? I feel Uh, like... Back in line. It's triple combat. Which means that I think all is forgiven and he falls back in line and I he agree never with challenges you. to be tribal chief again. I kind of view it as like on Black Panther when somebody would challenge, you know, the you remember when uh that was a guy's name, the tribe that lived up in the mountains. You're and, asking the wrong guy for bandwagon nerds. But <laughs> a cheap plug to bandwagon nerds. Can I tell right. you that I finished Raw? Can I can I spoil something for you? Oh yeah. I'm sure I know, but uh so, like, at the end, when they decided to do tribal combat, Jay and Roman uh, bro shook and put heads together. Yeah, and, this is on SmackDown. From... Oh, that was SmackDown. Yeah, that's right. The so Raw shows Never. it all, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Roman put the lay over the title. Right, but it, which means that interference is not allowed in this match because he stopped Solo from doing the thumb. But right? Solo's so still going to show be... up. <laughs> Solo's still going to do something. I think he doesn't do anything. I could see Solo showing up and Roman and Jay both getting rid of Solo because it's Tribal Combat. But I do think it Tribal Combat ends with when Ring of Honor used to do what was called a fight without honor, they still do it. But the the initial purpose behind Ring of Honor's fight without honor was that it would end with honor. Like you wouldn't shake hands when every other match shook hands, but then when the fight without honor was over, the two people had respect for each other. And it's kind of like in some some portions of Black Panther when once you challenged for the, the throne and lost, you then respected the king. Like I think – I fully expect the the smackdown after SummerSlam or whenever Roman comes back that he will actually show respect to Jay. And that's what's going to then bring the bloodline because that's what Maybe. it's always been about for Jay. It's been about Roman's Jay. disrespect and Roman's manipulation. So I Jay do take- think Roman will, will show respect for Jay and then that will cause the bloodline to come back together. And I think we're going to get a babyface bloodline at some point anyway. Well – a good way to do that would be Jay takes the knee reluctantly having lost and Roman picks him up and says, no, no, we're equals now. You were right yeah. all along, but I'm still the tribal chief. How amazing would it be if they do that and, and you have Jimmy there and you have Solo there and Jay respects Roman as a tribal chief and Roman respects Jay as a man or whatever. And then all of a sudden this newly like reformed hurt business or whatever just comes out and attacks them. And because you got to do something with the bloodline, and, and if we're going to do war games, you need to set something well, up there. They've kept the uh, 
They've kept AJ's crew kind of yeah, away from and and thing. I mean obviously you'd have turned them heel, but that'd be fine, um, because I just think look the Shield, no one ever saw them turn in babyface, and they did, and it was money, and I do think people love the bloodline, and and you could turn them face and not have to change anything, like even when everybody hates everything that Roman's doing to Jimmy and Jay and Solo, they still go nuts when he says acknowledge me. It, do you think that we're on the if that happens, you got to be on the path to getting rid of Paulie. Then I think I don't think so, because they still sing along with him too. Like it, it's all right, could be fine. Um, he would just change how he acts. He would just change what he does. Let's do this. We're gonna go to commercial, and then we've got a really fun uh, edition of the list that we're gonna do today. We talk about WrestleMania locations. With myself and PC Tunney. Before I do that, make sure you head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up one of your very own chair shot t-shirts. It's, it's, you know, websites don't grow on trees. Radio networks don't grow on trees. We have to support these things. But we're not just going to say, hey, fork it over. We're going to give you something for it. And that's one of these really cool t-shirts. Great conversation starter. They look good. We got slogans. We got shirts for the podcast. We got logos. We got personalities. Everything you could want and more. Just go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up one of those t-shirts. You want to get tank top because it's hot out. It's a summer. Arizona's got 20 days of of record high temperatures going on right now. You want to get that comfortable soft style shirt that everybody loves so much. Pick it all up. You won't regret it. And you'll be helping out a bunch of really cool people doing a bunch of really cool stuff at the same time. So ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. We'll go to commercial. We'll come back. You just made the list. With the list. Bang, bang, bang. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks. PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Dean fucking Ambrose. (laughs) Acknowledge me! Shut your dumb mouth. You just made the list. We are back, and it's time to make the list with myself and PC Tunney right here on the Greg DeMarco Show. So for anybody who has, doesn't know, if this is the first time listening and you're not sure how we do the list, what we do is very simple. We're making a list. We're coming up with six things. We're putting them on the list, then we're putting them in order. This is not top six WrestleMania locations of all time. This is just our list that we are making today. We will take turns. Um, so I will let PC Tunny go first. He will put the first item on the list. I'll put the second, so on and so forth. We'll take a break or whatever, talk about some honorable mentions. Then we'll take turns putting it in order. I'll go first. He'll go second and we'll go all the way down through the sixth item in order on our list of WrestleMania locations. So everybody knows how this works. PC Tunny, you just made the list. Which WrestleMania location do we get to tell? You just made the list to first. I'll go ahead and get it out of the way and, and put it out there for consideration so that, you know, maybe you have some more uh, interesting ones than I do. We'll, we'll put MSG on there because you can't make a WrestleMania list without having the 1st, the 10th, and the 20th, uh, the location for um, right around 19,000, I yeah. think. And the 29th. Well, no, the 29th is at the football stadium. That's my bad. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, obviously historic, when you think of that, first thing that comes to mind for me is WrestleMania 1 mm-hmm. and the crowd. And, and I can just picture the, the camera shot, Cindy Lauper coming down, Hogan T in the, in, in the ring with Roddy and, and or, Bob Orton and, and Orndorff. So, yeah, Muhammad Ali, Liberace. It was really 1, just a souped-up house show, but nobody's ready for that conversation. Yeah, but you know what? It, it did the job. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so, so was too. Yeah, did do the job. I mean, it kicked off everything that we know and love today. So, right. You're, and it I, I mean, epicenter of of America. To be honest with yeah. you, New York is is the place. While they've changed the arena a little bit, now you don't have that iconic center aisle that they had and everything. Um, it's still it's still Madison Square Garden. Um, I feel like there were two that you have to put on the list, and and you did one. So I'm going to go ahead and do the other one, and that is of course. Uh, believe it no longer exists, the memorable site of WrestleMania 3, and that is, of course, the Pontiac Superdome. No, the Pontiac Silverdome 
Well, Sorry, Hulk. Yeah, brother. Uh, exactly. <laughs> the Pontiac Silverdome in Michigan. So that was, of course, the site of WrestleMania 3. Hogan versus Andre, Savage versus Steamboat, and so much more. I feel as though, feel the same. You can't do this list. And I and knew, like, when you said you, you can't have those lists without it, I knew it was either going to be Madison Square Garden or Pontiac Silverdome. You, you put that on the list even though you don't like wrestling, you know, without it being in the dark. It was pretty light that day. It got dark. It got dark. It got dark. <laughs> Listening to the stories, there's just that one hilarious story because back then they didn't have the big giant video boards, didn't have the giant whatever. And the screens they did have, you couldn't see in the sunlight. And they knew the show was going to start in the sunlight. Um, and they were like, if it's not overcast, the fans aren't going to be able to see. And I, and I, Bruce Pritchard tells the story. The meeting literally ends with Vince McMahon being like, it's settled then. It'll rain that day. And it rained that day. So, yeah. Don't mess with Vince McMahon. Don't Illuminati's one hell of a group. <laughs> and Vince is probably, probably in there. So, um, all right. What's next? Oh boy. Uh, do we, do we stay in nostalgia? I think we do. It's I think we you. do. Uh, for me, WrestleMania six, WrestleMania 18, we got to go with the sky dome. I remember watching six and going, Oh my goodness, look at all these people and non-American crowd. I think it was the first yeah. WrestleMania held side yeah, of America. Uh, now the Rogers center, I believe, mm-hmm. but yeah, 67, 68,000 there. You got, uh, Hogan and warrior in one of the main events. And, uh, since I can't remember the other one, I'm efforting. There we go. It was Chris Jericho versus Triple H for the Undisputed Championship. Yeah. So that made a lot of sense having Chris in that match. But just the, the fans and the overall look was always pretty good there. Like you said, mm-hmm. you got to WrestleMania 6 and you had that big screen oh, yeah. in the dome there, right? So I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. I do think it's one that definitely needs to be on the list. I'm going to go more current now, um, slightly more current. And this does coincide with, with what's pretty much my favorite WrestleMania of all time, and that being uh, WrestleMania 30, not 17, which I know a lot of people go with. So I am going to go with the uh, Mercedes, I believe it's still Mercedes, Superdome in New Orleans. Uh, I just love that building. It's pretty much round, and, and the, the, the stage for 30 was amazing. And, yeah, I just always have those fond memories, and that's really linked to – Link to the Superdome. So I'm going to go with the Superdome for my next item. That one just missed my list. That okay. was like seventh. If I had, I had six here, I missed seven. I had the Silverdome as well, so we both had that one. Um, my turn again, yeah. I believe. Uh, yeah, two more. One the historic one Atlantic Civic Convention Hall, Trump Plaza, four and five back to back. The iconic like gold curtains on the side and and the and the you know the the carpeted steps leading down to the ring, it was just a, a very memorable thing. And then you get you know two in a row that'll never happen again. No, no, I mean they they kind of did two in a row. Like well they had announced two in a row for Tampa, but of course one was it's because one guy moved to the performance center. Thank God we didn't get two in the two in a row there. Oh, so. Um, that, believe it or not, that was on my list. Like I would have put that one on the list if you didn't. Just memories as a kid of of seeing those WrestleManias. I feel like that's when WrestleMania became started to become more about the spectacle. Like that, and the fact that they were walking down those stairs is just something that we don't see anymore. Um, there was like one Clash of the Champions where uh, WCW had people walking down a set of stairs on their stage, but that the walking down the stairs, the carpet, like it was just such a such a big deal. And, and as a kid, I think I just looked at that and was like, wow, like this is amazing. So I've had to watch these, you know, going back through the big four mm-hmm. and, and, and having a great time doing that with Dave, uh, attitude of aggression podcast, big four right here, church radio network. And I just, you want to know what I think of when I see Trump ringside with the people around him yeah. watching this event at his place. You want to know what I think about? Yeah. I think about Saudi. Really? And I think about, all the sheiks sitting ringside uh-huh. watching with the kids and the families in the good seats. That's what it makes me think of. To yeah, be that makes sense. You. Equally controversial this day and age. And I thought about that too. Like Trump Plaza, who you put Trump on there, whatever. I, I was, when I was a kid, he was just a real estate idiot. Like it doesn't matter. Like, right. It's a building that held WrestleMania. It was a huge deal. Again, listen to the, the WrestleMania four or five episodes of something to wrestle with. And Bruce Pritchard talks about, 
I think they put, and you got to think about the year. I think WWE spent like 20 grand putting things into that building so it would be presentable for wrestling. Like they did so much to make that work, but Trump paid him to come. So it all, it all made sense and worked out in the end. So it's tough putting a last one on the list because there are so many amazing and, and iconic locations that WrestleMania has taken place. I'm going to go not fully old school, but definitely in a certain era that people remember. It is one place that one WrestleMania that most people cite as their favorite WrestleMania or the greatest WrestleMania of all time. And that is the site of WrestleMania 17, of course, being the Houston Astrodome. So I will put the Astrodome on the list. Making up our six items that we have to choose from Madison Square Garden, the Pontiac Silver Dome, the Toronto Sky Dome, the Mercedes Superdome, Atlantic City's Trump Plaza, and the Houston Astrodome are the six items that we will put in order on our list here in a moment. Before I go to commercial, what did you have to potentially put on the list that didn't make it? What were your some, some of your quote-unquote honorable mentions? Uh, just two, actually, okay. since we both had the Silver Dome. I had the Citrus Bowl. Uh, okay, which had yeah. 24 33 i think citrus bowl was the first um out stadium open air stadium event maybe well yes i believe no but i'll talk about why here in a second <laughs> because right. the, the the caesar's palace or whatever in vegas was on uh, my list yeah that's not a stadium though but it's still an open air place i mean it was just flat ground they put stuff on so all right well some things we've tried to forget um <laughs> But I just Not remember looking at it and seeing that giant canopy over it. You know yeah. what I mean? And like going, oh, yeah, it's light out. I can't wait till it gets dark. Taker can't go on till it's dark, right? Yeah. Um, so I had that. And then I also had AT&T just for the mm-hmm. massiveness that it is and watching that. And, and, and you talk about not being able to see the screens as opposed to being at and and probably rather watch it on the screens in some seats than look down to the live action because those screens are so big and amazing. So even yeah, when those are the I went to, I, I saw dynamite and raw recently in the footprint center here in Phoenix. And even then in the lower bowl, you're still looking at the screens. Like it's just cause every arena has these big giant ass screens now. So it is, it is what it is. The only one, the only ones that I had on my list that didn't make it um, were, Caesar's Palace in in Las Vegas when they did the Las Vegas only for the uniqueness of it all. I honestly had it on my short list. Didn't expect it to make the list because there's two of big, us doing this. Big, big Dave was in attendance at that WrestleMania BT Dubs. Was he really? Yes. And we'll, he has and, some pretty interesting stories from seeing some of the guys in the casinos too. I the bet. Way. I bet because Dave at that point was probably what thirty nine. I don't even know. Like, who knows That's how old he is? Patrick would love that joke. I'm sure he would. I'm sure he would. He loves to do that to Dave. Um, <laughs> the only other one that I had on my list that didn't make it was MetLife Stadium. Uh, only because of this year, again, the massiveness of it. That one held over 90,000 people as well. And, and, um, just, just a, you know, gargantuan WrestleMania event that took place there in, in 29. And so, um, MetLife Stadium was that again. So we're going to take a quick commercial break again, and then we're going to come back and put these in order as we continue our discussion of the list. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thecheshop.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore. Everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out. TheChairShot.com You just made the list. We are back with the list of WrestleMania locations. So PC Tunney and I have developed the six items on the list. We've talked about our honorable mentions. PC went first as we were putting these items on the list. So now I will go first as we put this list in order. One through six. Uh, just, just putting them in order from the ones that we have here today. Uh, we don't have to pick our own. We can pick anybody's and take it from there. So at number one, with all apologies to you, PC Tony, I have to agree with you on Madison Square Garden. Has to be on the list, and I do believe it has to be number one. So I am putting at number one on the list, Madison Square Garden, and it's up to you for number two. Uh, I mean, if we're just, if we're trying to actually rank these in the correct order, uh, I would like to put a different one uh, at number two, but I yeah, think for all intents and purposes, number two should be the Pontiac Silverdome. It's up to you. You can put anything you want anywhere. It's not a top six list. 
It's just that's what she said. That is what she said. Um, I would. Oh, that'd be great. (laughs) Are you so? So are you going with the silver dome? Yeah, I'm gonna put the silver dome at number two. Number two, that definitely works. I am going to jump all the way down to the last item on the list at number three. I am actually going to put the Houston Astrodome as number three on the list. It's fun to listen to uh, the old Stone Cold podcast when he talks about that, and he can't because that was him and Rock. That yeah. was a him and Rock, uh, right? Second one, yeah. Was that the sec- second one? That was their second time, he, WrestleMania 17. They, they couldn't catch the crowd. They couldn't like work off of the crowd because the noise was going up, you know, huh. and not into them. And they talk about, you know, having to be able to watch it back and know, you know. But at the time, they were just it would it was a little off from, from what they were saying. Because yeah, it was loud I, as crap watching it, but yeah, knowing what they right. could hear. Interesting. So, uh, what do we got here? Number four on the list. I got to go with my favorite, uh, the Sky Dome. WrestleMania six was the first pay per view I ever got to order and watch live on TV. Big Ultimate Warrior fan. Um, Edge and Christian were there as well, so I mean, yeah. why wouldn't you put it up there? Reeks of awesomeness. Absolutely. One hundred percent. At number five, just for nostalgia as a kid. I am going to go with the Trump Plaza in Atlantic City and put that fifth on the list, which leaves you at number six with? We got Mercedes-Benz. We got uh, we got Hogan making the big gaff. Superdome, as The Rock said, after that. So there we go. Congratulations, number one, Madison Square Garden. Number two, the Pontiac Silverdome. Number three, the Houston Astrodome. Number four, the Toronto Sky Dome. Number five, Trump Plaza in Atlantic City. And number six, Mercedes Superdome. Congratulations to all. You just made the list. And I think this is, this is, I want to say this was the first time that we weren't congratulating people. However, we did once do one involving props. So that is not true. Um, this is the second time where, no, we did one with championship belts once too. So never mind. Ignore me. You just made the list. And that is going to do it for this week's edition of the Greg DeMarco show. At least Greg. So you know how WrestleMania has WrestleMania Saturday, WrestleMania Sunday. So this is Greg DeMarco show Wednesday. Steve Cook and I will soon be doing Greg DeMarco show Thursday, but we appreciate all of you guys listening. PC Tunney, obviously we know where the good people can find you. That is at PC Tunney, but send them wherever you want to send them. Um, yeah, I'm Church Shot Radio Network, all your favorite streaming platforms. That's where I want to send you. Great, great thing. Sports entertainment and sports entertainment. It's not just a clever saying. It's what we have on our radio network for you. That's what we have Content do. every single day. So check all that out. And and while I'm here, uh, stay tuned and keep looking on Chair Shot Radio Network thread as it begins. Big Brother coming up next Wednesday. Ooh. We will be having podcasts dropping on our Big Brother podcast right here on Chair Shot Radio Network the morning after eviction nights. So okay. check that out right there. Um I think since we're doing uh, Big Brother and Survivor, so stay tuned for Survivor season as well, uh, we're going to call the show Vetoes and Idols. So you can follow that show at Probst Chen. Okay. Very good. So excited to see that. Excited to hear that. Love continuing to do the, the entertainment portion of the programs as well. So very good. Interesting. Sometimes we do the three-minute warning. Gable Stevenson making his debut this weekend at NXT Great American Bash against Baron Corbin. So very, very interesting that they just set that up tonight as we record this Tuesday night on NXT. Um, and then well picked opponent. What's that? Well picked opponent. Baron Corbin, you know, and I love to say that Baron Corbin sucks, and we have the Baron Corbin sucks T-shirt. But yeah, consider one of the safest people in the ring. Randy Orton has attested to that, and and yeah, just and I'm sure. With Baron Corbin being down there in NXT, Gable Stevenson's been training pretty much in secrecy down there. This is all, all that, all great. He, and look, he, he's wrestling this match. He still might go back and wrestle in college. He still might do more. I haven't seen the promo in NXT, so I don't know for 100%. Still shocked. I think this is the first NXT big event, premium live event, pay per view, whatever you want to call it, with no Braun Breaker on it since the man debuted. So very interesting that, that he's not. SummerSlam has been uh, known for uh, surprises the Maybe. last four years. Which is, he's on the poster for Great American Bash, but not 
not on the card. So I actually assumed that he would have ended up with a match somehow on there, but who knows? So Tony, before you, you before in. you, before you close out, I yes, just want to say thanks for having me on the show. Hundred percent. You and I don't you. get to do a, a lot of stuff together, and that's don't. that's not a bad that's not a bad thing either. Um, you know, we got a lot of shit going on, but when we do come together, I uh, always have a good time. And uh, yeah, much. folks, keep listening to this show. I I listen to this show, so thank you for having me on. Hundred percent. Thank you for filling in, jumping in for Patrick. And whenever you and I do get a chance to podcast together, it is always outstanding. I believe some of the best podcasts that we put out without, you know, yes, the list is kind of a gimmick, but we can just sit here and talk wrestling and, and it just comes out really good. And, and it's, it's like, we have our opinions, but we don't need to overpower with them. So it just works. And so I appreciate that. Appreciate you joining in. It should be a lot of fun. So we will do it again, hopefully soon rather than later, even if we do it with Patrick, with whoever, who knows, but yeah, appreciate you jumping in, staying up late and making it happen. So have a good one. And for everybody else, follow along at PC Tunney, at Greg DeMarco 44, at ChairShot Media. Be a friend. Tell a friend. We appreciate everything you do for us. And we will see you next time right here, which is probably tomorrow, on The Greg DeMarco Show. Acknowledge me. Dean fucking Ambrose. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. This is my yard now. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash out from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.